Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phase us, and amaze us. I'm Dee and I'm here with my best bud, Al. Hello. And our energy oh, is <laughs> absolutely bonkers. It's rascally. <laughs> it's rapscallion. It's rapscallion. Look, here's the thing. I, me, my hair, great. Yeah. Looking great today. Got a new tattoo. My fucking employer finally decided what gender they can give me so I can fill out the <laughs> online forms. So now I'm employed. Excellent. So I feel great. And me, so warm, and sweaty, <laughs> stinky, allergies to the max. Yeah. I've been better, but I'm here. <laughs> but you're here. <laughs> I have a treat for you. Yeah? You know it's just June, right? Or no, sorry. You know it's just July, right? Well, it's just July. I have an ad that it's it's in it's in the zone. It's in our zone. Okay. For, it's been it's in, in our, our zone. zone. It's in our zone. Um, I wish. <laughs> and <laughs> I uncovered... Some true trivia facts Ooh. that if they ever come up in pub trivia, you will be ready. Okay. I'm really excited. I love it when you arm me for trivia. I'm going to arm you. Al, I have a question. Okay. What corporate mascot do you think deserves their own TV series? None of the ones that have gotten them. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm not counting those. I'm, I'm not counting the cavemen. I'm not counting baby Bob. Which one, which one, like, ha- that hasn't gotten a TV series? That deserves it. Um, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean? Yeah. What would he be? What's his whole deal? Um, it's pornography. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, like, house flipping or, like, house cleaning. Oh, but how dare you. But also. I've been playing house flipper. I know. That's why I was thinking of it. I was thinking the Michelin man. Oh, I would love to see him bounce and he, around. And he just, yeah, he just like rolls around and rolls into town and tells you what's good to eat. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like a food network show. I'd love to see what the Trix Rabbit gets up to. Oh, yeah. Actually, I would watch an entire show about Count Chocula. Actually. Oh. No, I'm not doing oh, him. <laughs> what would be a show, though? Well, it'd, it'd just be spooky, you know? It'd just be spooky. It's a cartoon. It doesn't. <laughs> it's like smart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Al, mm-hmm. what if I were to tell you? that a beloved character that appears in one of the longest-running television series in history got their start in a TV commercial. Grey's Anatomy? Yes. What? Miss Grey. <laughs> Bookie, the talking Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> she she shilled for Grey Poupon. That's mm-hmm. why it's called Grey Poupon. Yeah. Grey's uh, Poupon. Grey's Poupon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a product we haven't covered. No, absolutely not. You ready? Yeah. Tracy Ullman. Oh. Wanted to break into American television. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> the British actor, comedian, singer, and dancer had already made a splash at home with a handful of sketch comedy shows, a few movies, and several hit records, but she had only dipped her toes into American television. She gathered up two successful late-night appearances to start, one on Johnny Carson and the mm. other on David Letterman. I didn't know she was British. I didn't know she was British either because <laughs> I hadn't actually seen any of her work. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did now. Uh, she does a mean um, Judy Dench. Oh, wow. Like a literally mean Judy oh, Dench. Okay. It's great. <laughs> Um, Almond's agent circulated her reel, but it was met with skepticism. Quote, I like her, said Kim LeMasters, president of CBS Entertainment. But would I program it? No. 
I appreciate it in a vacuum. She's like very talented, but that doesn't always define the large audience and appetites a network likes to have. Unfortunately, she is a woman. <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah. I honestly think that was it. <laughs> Luckily, her comedy reel landed on the desk of Vice President of Comedy at Universal, Craig Keelum. Uh, who was enamored with Ullman's brand of humor. I could not believe my eyes, said Keelum in an interview with the Los Angeles Times. Universal signed Ullman and paired her with Ann Beats, a SNL writer and producer on the CBS sitcom Square Pegs. Mm. We love it. In a round hole. (laughs) Yeah. Before they even had a script for a pilot, CBC offered them a deal for a series. CBC? Oh, sorry. CBS. Ah. Can I make an observation? Yeah. And it is that, an observation. It's not a read. No. Um, <laughs> but if I didn't know who Tracy Ullman was, yeah. and I heard you say her name, yeah. I would think that her name was Tracy Almond. Almond. Yeah, she's the creator of Almond M&M's. <laughs> but not the other ones, just Almond Just Almonds. Almond. The worst Almond. ones. The, oh, we got a fight on our hands, folks. <laughs> the first pitch was for a sitcom called I Love New York. Oh, isn't that a reality TV show? <laughs> about New York. Yeah, well, this is this. But it's not that. But it is? Well, it's not about New York, the woman. No. Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine? Whose name was not New York. What was her name? Um, Miami. Well, New York was a nickname given her by Flavor Flav when she was on Flavor uh, of Love. Because she's from New York. <laughs> what if she was? She was from... <laughs> she's actually from, from New Jersey. She mm. was really complicated. <laughs> hey, Staten Island. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Almond was slotted to play a young woman from Liverpool who was forced to take on an increasingly rel- ridiculous amount of jobs with a temp agency after the lawyer who had hired her to work for him in New York drops dead the first day on the job. Classic. Ha ha ha. Late 80s sitcoms were the fucking best. Thank you. <laughs> I've been working on it. <laughs> Universal liked the script. Almond hated it. Yeah. It was an ugly situation, Kelman said. Tracy just threw her hands up in the air. <laughs> um, I like this because I like that at this point, and she, she's, she wants to get into American television, but she's like, don't give me fucking scraps. Yeah. I love it. Uh, instead of grinding out her American TV career with a series she didn't believe in, Almond just jumped ship. She was able to connect with TV producer for Fox, James L. Brooks, who really actually appreciated Ullman's talent. Quote, you could put her in a room with almost anyone alive and she'd be able to give you a representation of that person after a while, says Brooks. Hmm. It's uh, different than it is with other comedians. It's not like she's on. She just starts to talk in voices and suddenly she's creating. So she's a weirdo. (laughs) Yeah, she is kind of a weirdo. (laughs) How would you think about impersonators? Are you a fan? I don't know. No? I mean, I think it's like caricature artists, right? Uh, ooh, that's a really good... So artists is to caricature as comedians is to impersonators? Or just like in the way that the things that they pick up on about you are the things that are exaggerated oh. or different. And they might not be the things that you want to see reflected. Oh, that's true. Like how I'm always rollerblading. <laughs> yeah, you have them on right now. <laughs> And I've always got a tennis racket in my hand. <laughs> Have you ever gotten one of those caricatures? No. I've always wanted to, but am very frightened to. Well, I wor- I've worked at an animation studio for a long time, so people have drawn them of me. Yeah, but you're, you're really cute, though. You, I've seen a couple of those. Those are good. Those yeah. aren't caricatures. Those are pretty good art. Thank you. You're welcome. 
I would love to see a little Al cartoon. <laughs> Let's get a lot of money. Oh. And pitch it. That's how you do it, right? If I get a lot of money, that's not what no. I'm doing. <laughs> that's very, very true. <laughs> Brooks and Allman were, uh, was able to take a year to develop a solid creative staff and supporting cast, including Second City alumni. Uh, on April 12, 1987, Fox welcomed The Tracy Allman Show on the air after the network's hit series, Married with Children. <sighs> Love and marriage. Yeah. I didn't know that the Tracy Ullman show was, I thought it was much earlier. No, 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 no. Uh, that, that's the, my timelines are weird. Cause I always think of, um, married with children as a very nineties TV show yeah. that I used to watch when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, uh, uh this one kind of seems older. God, that's one of those shows that just ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just indoctrinating me into a, heteronormative oh. uh, expectations of but her tights though and hair oh yeah i mean peg was a slice yeah. <laughs> she had cake the show is very snl like blending oh, can i say oh yeah i had a, a backyard neighbor that i was friends with yeah and her older brother used to call me al bundy oh no <laughs> I don't think you should like that. I didn't. Good. I didn't. <laughs> oh, no. That's one step away from Ted. Yeah. I mean, my you name that. is Al. Yeah. So oh. That yeah. is a part of it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> oh. Probably the only Allie could think of. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, you're right. Except for you can call me Al. You can call me Al. That's the other Al I and know. And you can, because it's my name. Okay. <laughs> That's the only two Al's that I know. Yeah. Wow. Those are the Al's. Those are the Al's. And then you. Folks, Three. that was the ass. <laughs> the show is very SNL-like, blending sketch comedy with musical numbers and dance routines, choreographed by one Paula Abdul. Oh. Which is buck wild. Well, opposites attract. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> could you remember? Uh, could you imagine if Scat Cat, he was there? Oh, wow. man, that guy. That guy. Producers also decided to add animated... Animated? I said that weird. Animated. Animated. Animated segments as commercial bumpers or whenever they had trouble figuring out the way to bridge between sketches. Hmm. Quote, nobody was in love with that idea, but we just couldn't think of how else to do it, said writer Ken Estein. In most variety shows, it was just sketches that were so short they didn't have to worry about going from one to the other. Nobody really had done this before. The show producers were able to get a veteran cartoonist, M.K. Brown, on board, uh, a renowned artist who had worked with National Lampoon, Playboy, and The New Yorker. Her cartoon bumpers featured Dr. N. God A2. It's N exclamation point God A2. Okay. It's really weird. I don't get it. I don't either. <laughs> Played by uh, Julie Payne. Julie Payne was like um, like one of those beach babe movie oh, yeah. stars. Uh, she's a therapist who connected with the audience about her career, love life, and increasingly ec eccentric world. Uh, voice actors Dan Castellaneta, uh, Julie Kravner, and Nancy Cartwright also joined in recurring roles. Mm -hmm. Ken Estine also wanted to bring in cartoonist Matt Groening into the bumper fold, specifically interested in his Life in Hell comics. Quote, it was very different. It was very smart. It was unusual. It was drawn poorly which I thought added to the charm. So they thought with um, M.K. Brown and Matt Groening, they would have the bu enough bumpers, but they wanted the M.K. Brown bumpers to be, that was the star. Okay. Because she was the 
better, not better artist, but she was the more... The more well-known yes, artist. Yes, the more well-known mm, Okay. After initially entertaining the idea, Groening ghosted the producers after Fox insisted that they take over all merchandising options for life in hell. <laughs> Aston still desperately wanted the cartoonist involved, so asked if there were any other characters in his portfolio he'd be willing to give the rights to Fox. Groening sent over a portfolio of other characters, including a family of four. Quote, well, two, maybe three days after I spoke to our producer, Matt sends us the drawing of The Simpsons, exactly as, well, not exactly, almost exactly as they were, said Estine. Mm. The and spiky ones. The spiky ones. Anyhow, everybody said, fine, that's fine, we like them. And Matt made his deal with Fox. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's fine. That's that's fine. It's fine. One of the interviews I saw with Matt Groening is he thought, he sent over the original like drawings and everything, and he thought the animation would be cleaned up. And it was not. <laughs> They're like, okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so after this signing, um, Fox then owned the rights to The Simpsons. Mm. Tracy Allman was slotted to play the mother of the family, but because she was always already spending up to three hours in the makeup chair, she did not have time to do any voiceover work. Mm. Fellow cast member Julie Kavner uh, instead agreed to take on the role of Marge. Wow. So we would have Tracy Ullman instead. Marge. Marge. My boy. <laughs> How, can you do your best Marge? Homie. <laughs> I, I thought she was down here. I don't know. Is she down here? Sometimes she goes up. Does she? Yeah. All I know is, my, you, you massacred my boy. <laughs> <laughs> was that her? <laughs> I don't know. And now I famously know more about the Simpsons. I know, yeah, yeah, here's the thing. I um, wanted to get some Simpsons jokes in here, yeah. and I just simply could not. And I was raised by the Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> it was thought that the more uh, uh, prestigious and artistic Dr. N. God Atu would become the sole cartoon segment. There was just something special about those more subversive Simpsons. By the second season of The Tracy Ullman Show, M.K. Brown's animated bumpers were completely gone. Brutal. And were replaced by grainings. Yeah. They just, there's something about it. Have you watched the original Simpsons? Not for a very long time. I watched them today, laughed quite a bit. Oh. Yeah. It was just, it's just cute and funny and, like, again, like, a different humor than yeah. you would have. Because all the other, like, previously, you did not have a lot of cartoons especially in tv cartoons for adults mm -hmm. um i mean you had like frizz the cat yeah <laughs> i'm sure they sanded a famously of the edges off once they made it a more general audience show. yes absolutely um and boy was it ugly <laughs> the other thing that and we'll talk about the commercials too but the other thing about the original simpsons is how it's all hand-drawn animation compared to what it is now and the, like, movement of their heads, of their mouths, of their eyes, like, it just looks so much nicer than it does today. <laughs> Do you think The Simpsons today is, it's not hand-drawn anymore? Oh, I doubt it. Yeah, it's probably all on on the computers, right? Yeah, Toon yeah. Boom or Flash or something. I don't know. <laughs> Toon Boom? It's a software. Boom? Toon Boom is an animation Hell software. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of the first season... Fox used their lucrative merchandising rights and cut a deal with Nestle. Oh. Bart Simpson would become the spokesboy for a candy bar they had just acquired from Nabisco, a crispy peanut butter and chocolate bar named Butterfinger. You better not lay a finger on it. Don't <laughs> you lay a fucking finger on it. Hey, can I just flip it around a little bit? Please lay a finger on it. <laughs> oh. 
Please. <laughs> Just lay a thing. One? One. Or more. For me? <laughs> <laughs> so as The Simpsons aired on the second season of The Tracy Allman Show, its characters could also be seen hawking candy bars. I This is the first fact I did not know. Oh, really? I did not know that Butterfinger Bart came before The Simpsons. The TV series. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that either. Isn't that, it blew my mind. Wow. Yeah, first fact. Wow. This is the other fact that blew my fucking mind. Oh, okay. In the very first Bart Simpson Butterfinger commercial, Matt Groening pulled another character from a failed animation plot he had pitched to NBC a couple years previously. The bespeckled boy had a different model than the rest of the Simpsons, about ad execs okayed the character. The first appearance of Milhouse, mm. sorry, Milhu, Mil with, without the E. Oh my God. Do you know his middle name? No. Mussolini. What the fuck? Van Houten. Houten? Van Houten. Van Houten was in the very first Butterfinger ad in December 1980. Mussolini. Kirk, what were you thinking? <laughs> so Milhu. Milhu. He, this is the other fact that Everything's blew my mind. Everything's coming up, Milhu. <laughs> he came from a Butterfinger ad, and then they liked him so much they put him in the series. That's my boy. Right? Yeah. And he wasn't even originally in the Simpsons universe. He was from a different, like, animation pilot. That's wild. Yeah. And I think Matt Groening was like, you know what? I have all these characters that I'm not using. I don't want, yeah, but Fox is going to own them. Yeah. Nestle is going to own them. So here's this character. I feel like... Probably a lot of Matt Groening's characters could have fit into the Simpsons yeah. universe if he wanted them to. <laughs> and they did. And they did. Following the set of commercials, Groening and the company were approached by Fox to run The Simpsons as its own series. Mm -hmm. In only a year, the popularity of Bart and his Butterfingers catchphrase, nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger, rocketed the animated family to popularity. And Fox, really hungry to cash in on those <laughs> merch rights, was ready to push this new IP. So... Literally, because of the Butterfinger ads, the Simpsons got their own series. Wow. Blew my fucking mind. Yeah, that's, that's wild. It's wild. Uh, the Simpsons first aired on Fox December 17th, 1986 as a Christmas special, with its first season starting up in January 1990. In 1991, Nestle and Fox released a whole new series of Bart Butterfinger ads and continued to create ads alongside the original property for the next 10 seasons. Yeah, they did. Fuck. Yeah. I don't want to know how many hours of my life have been spent watching The Simpsons. Could you imagine? It's just like it was always on. It was always on. And so when there was nothing to do, you turn on the TV. An episode of The Simpsons is on. Have you seen it 12 times? Yeah. Are you going to watch it again? Yeah. Can I tell you, I did not grow up with The Simpsons. I, know. I think my, I think it's weird. I think there was a line. It was never on. And I think there was a line by my parents like, it's too rude. Yeah. That's the feeling I got. I feel like there's, there's this thing of like, because, you know, part of what The Simpsons was, especially, I think, in its earlier years, was, um, like, lambasting yeah. this heteronormativity that existed in the world. Yeah. Unfortunately, when you're a child and you watch hours and hours and hours and hours of that, <laughs> you think, oh, this is what it is. <laughs> this oh, is no. what it's supposed to be. Oh, no. And it ruins you. <laughs> so thanks, The Simpsons? And then when you're, like, 27, you're like, oh, no, I'm so queer and I didn't know. <laughs> Because <laughs> I thought this was family. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Though I will, I will say that I get the joy of watching 
Simpsons Fresh, yeah. which is really nice. Like you or Colin, will, uh, our producer, will talk about an episode. I'm like, oh, let's watch it. And I laugh for the first time. It's really <laughs> good. Like some of it's very good. Some of it's very good. And others? <sighs> to highlight how big the Simpsons Butterfinger commercials were, we can look at the campaign that launched along with the fifth season. Fans watched as someone finally rid Bart of his candy vice and had to write in to pick the culprit. Oh, who shot Mr. Burns? Al, the first prize was $50. The overwhelming fanfare from this promotion pushed the Simpson writers to copy the concept the next season to only upping the scale for season six finale, Who Shot Mr. Burns? That was such a wild thing to, to watch. And it just was so bonkers i had never seen anything like that on tv so t- explain it i don't know what what so happened basically the, in this this finale um mr burns is shot yeah but we nobody knows who shot mr burns okay and you know because it was traditional television there's a, a whole break until a the next season break. starts yeah and and so all that time you're like i don't know who shot mr burns i'm gonna find out did you write it like was there a contest i don't remember that okay okay it's just Buck Wild where a ad campaign for season, in season five, the writers are like, oh, that's good. Let's do it in season six, but up the game. I got to tell you, I'll never forget who fucking shot Mr. Burns. Who shot Mr. Burns? Maggie. The baby. Yeah. Okay. I think I did know that. I think I did know that. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. After over 30 Simpson Butterfinger ads aired during the 1990s, Fox and Nestle parted ways. Amicably. Amicably. Yeah. <laughs> Though this isn't, I found out, and this will probably be another ad creep. I found out it's, I thought Bart was the longest like cartoon mm-hmm. spokesperson. Um, it's actually Snoopy. <gasps> they worked with MetLife for 30 years. Yeah, MetLife's like a, I think a, a insurance company. Oh. Yeah. I love Snoopy. I love Snoopy too. We love Snoopy. We love, we're a pro Snoopy podcast. <laughs> Always one for self-aware humor, the Simpsons writers added a farewell to Butterfinger ad in season 13 episode, Sweets and Sour Marge. Marge <laughs> is so upset that Springfield has been declared the world's fattest town that she sues the sugar industry, causing candy to be banned from the town. As a bonfire is ignited in the middle of the town, the cops throw on a big box of Butterfingers on the pyre. The Nestle product refused to burn, and Chief Wiggum notes, even fired doesn't want them <laughs> it's very good classic <laughs> uh, again watch that episode laughed several times <laughs> my favorite gag is one of the cops as they're burning all the candy a cop is scooping ice cream into the fire <laughs> it got me real good the simpsons has represented a counterculture throughout the 90s but it's odd that without capitalism merch deals and a nestle candy bar they might not have even gotten their own series. Hmm. At least we have Butterfinger to thank from Mill Hill. Thank you, Butterfinger, for my precious boy. Mill who? Mill who. <laughs> see you in the car, Mill who. <laughs> Are you ready to see the first appearance of your boy? Please. Yeah, we're I'm gonna, so excited. Um, in my sources, I have a YouTube link uh, for all of the ads. Mm. Uh, someone has compiled all of them. Wow. But I know. I think they were on some DVDs. Oh, yeah. Um but I'm going to show the very first one with our friend and yours, Milhu. Bootleg DVDs. Yeah. Bottom out back of the 7-Eleven. <laughs> we'll return after these messages. Hey, Bart. 
want to trade lunches? No way, dude. I got each of the four food groups. Sandwich group, cow group, jungle group, Butterfinger group. Hey, there's no Butterfinger group. Oh, contraire, mon frere. The Butterfinger group provides the crunchy peanut butter and chocolatey taste essential for survival. I don't have the Butterfinger group. Looks like you could die of malnutrition, dude. Peanut buttery Butterfinger. It's neato. <laughs> and it's neato. Welcome back to the show. God, I can't get over how much animation... Is they've done on Milhouse's hair. Oh, it was You're not good. getting that on the TV no, series. No, no, absolutely. That's a helmet on the TV series. <laughs> My favorite line is, Au contraire, mon frere. Yeah. And I think I want to use it a lot. That's very Bart. I think as we've established in the family. You're the Bart. I'm the Bart. And it, I'm the Milhouse. You're the Milhu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the Milhu. Talk about the ad. So, okay. They're at lunch. Classic. Classic. Uh, I can think of so many gags that happen in that lunchroom. <laughs> my, to my friends, the Samsons. Grade D beef. <laughs> milk. Etc. Um <laughs> I'll just drink my milk. <laughs> Uh, uh, Bart is uh, opening his lunch bag. Milhu is like, what have you got, Bart? He's like, I got all the freaking food groups, dude. Sandwich. Uh, sandwich. Calc. Uh, and a Butterfinger. And then Milhu is like, that's not a food group. And then Bart says, au contraire, mon frere. And describes the peanut buttery, chocolatey goodness. Then Milhu sadly looks in his bag, yeah. and there's a, a nice echo effect on his voice as mm-hmm. he says, well, I don't have a Butterfinger. Just the camera moving from the uh, Quentin Tarantino-looking oh, down yeah. shot up, out of the bag, you don't see that you in don't The get Simpsons. That. You don't get that. You got your basic camera setups. I, lo- I mean, I'm I- sure there are storyboarders who would love to be putting that kind of thing in, but they don't, you know... The it's show, just, they're just, not, they don't have the money for that. It's a factory. Yeah. They have all the money for that. What do well, you But mean? they're not going to spend it on that. No, they're going to put it in the producer's pockets. Yeah, they got to line those pockets. Damn. Now they got Disney money. And because they're on uh, syndicated television, the writers actually continue to get paid. Yay. Did you hear one of the Simpson writers went on the Titanic uh, submarine? No? What? Yes. Which one? I don't know. One of them. On the Twitter. Damn. I know it was Conan O'Brien because he wouldn't fit in there. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> He's a tall man. He's a tall man. Yeah. But I thought, oh my God, like they have enough money, but you're right. It's the residuals. It's the, it's the. It's like fit what so many years at this what, point. What, 23, 27? Of residuals. And, Jesus you know, Christ. So, so many years where there was just like constant reruns. Yeah. Man. Boy, howdy. Gosh. Boy, howdy, gosh. Well, right now, mm-hmm. Butterfinger is kind of. Um, they're in a slump. They're in a slump. Now, I, I want to... <laughs> They're <I> wanna, melted. <laughs> no, two things. Yeah. Number one, um, the first Simpsons Butterfinger ads I remember mm-hmm. is Butterfinger BBs. Do you remember? Butterfinger BBs. <laughs> do you remember Butterfinger BBs? I do remember Butterfinger BBs. They were so BBs. good. <laughs> they were my... They were my uh, 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 movie candy of choice. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Cosmos or Astros or whatever they were? Cosmos, Astros. They were like little, they were the size of Butterfinger BBs. Yeah. They were chocolate with a cookie center and then a coating, a candy coating. Oh, that rings a bell. Those shits were good. I love the, also the Crunch BBs. <sighs> the Nestle Crunch, whereas the rice cereal in the middle. Oh, I love it. I used to love it. For me, a Nestle Crunch was... 
unwrapping the wrapping of an yep. Crunch, the silver wrapping, yep. put me in mind of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, absolutely. Every single time I was like, I'm freaking Charlie, dude. I know I, there's no ticket in here, but I feel like freaking Charlie. Because it's a wide bar. It's a wide bar. It's a it's wide got tight, bar. Tight wrapping. It does have a tight... Yeah, you can see the imprint mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that first crunch. Oh, it's just good. I just... Mm. I love... Uh, well, I love chocolate... Not as much as I used to <laughs> because of hormones. And also, Nestle can go fuck themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's 2023. It's 2023. Did you know you can make your own Butterfinger at home with two ingredients? I've heard this. Well, maybe three. You have to have the chocolate. All you do, equal parts peanut butter to candy corn. And you put it together and you melt it. I think I've heard that, yeah. And it turns into butter. It's per- It's a perfect Butterfinger. Horrible. It's so good. Nightmare. No, it's really good. Bad. Ah. <laughs> 2023. 2023. Yeah. We don't have candy corn money. <laughs> no one has candy corn money. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. What's Bart up to these days? God, he's just, he's just like, kill me. He's just like, he's please. So Nan- Nancy Cartwright is like, please just end it. do you think do you think it will take a death of one of the voice actors for the the fucking show to end i mean phil hartman has already passed (laughs) oh i didn't know he was a voice on that yeah he's lionel hutz you say that as a name that i should know (laughs) oh lionel well (laughs) i couldn't if you showed me a map of all the samsons I could not point to a Lionel. Okay. So obviously not. Obviously not. Obviously it's already not. happened. Yeah, and it's it will already, continue to happen. Yeah. Um, and certainly, you know, <sighs> they weren't stopped by uh, being pointed out that they had white voice actors <laughs> doing uh, voices uh, for racialized characters. Whatever happened to him? Did they just not do that character anymore? No, they still have a poo. I think they re- they cast a new voice actor for oh, him okay. and for Carl. Carl is? Um, Carl is Lenny's best friend. Oh, ah, okay, yeah. They work with Homer at the yeah. nuclear power plant. And they're boyfriends, right? And they're boyfriends. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I remember. Simpsons would never be brave enough. <laughs> yeah. I do, though, I do remember the one Simpsons jokes I really like is Homer going into the lesbian bar, mm. and he's like, wait a minute, something's wrong in here. And he's like, there's no fire exits. It's <laughs> very good. It's very good. Oh, and I'm just thinking about the Steelworkers Factory. Okay. The Simpson, um, Bart and Homer walk into a steelworkers factory. Yeah. And the steelworkers uh, are all hard at work. And then they say, we work hard, we play hard. And then it turns into like a go-go dancing club. A gay bar? Yeah. Damn. Club. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was an episode of The Simpsons with a, a gay man. And the point of the episode was that he was gay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah, they yeah. handled it famously. Um, you know what the kids love? Poop. Oh. The kids are all about poop these days. Are they? Yeah. Do they? Have they love to the be? unicorns. God. Um, so I think Bart's back in the business. He's here, and he's just you. You get a little Bart squeeze toy. Yeah. You squeeze a Butterfinger right out of it. No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a as a former lifeguard, I will say. <laughs> 
A Butterfinger is pretty close to sometimes what you find in the pool. Maybe it's, yeah, this is a commercial. Is that they're at the public pool. Yeah. And there's a, a something brown and long is floating. Yeah. And then everyone's like, out of the pool. And Bart, like, stays underwater. And he's like, because he knows it's a Butterfinger. Oh. And that's... he comes up like Jaws and he eats it. That's very, oh, gross. But then it's actually poop. Someone switched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's a really good... I think that would be a very scamp-worthy ad. Scamp-worthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a scamp. He's a scamp and a yeah. rascal and a rapscallion, and that's the energy that we're bringing today. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> Do you have a local ad? I have a local ad, yeah. That has some good scamp energy. I think there are some scamps about... Excellent. ...at the, uh, the location in this local ad. Cool, cool, cool. This ad comes to us from Scotch Plains, New Jersey. Scotch Plains, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Yeah, it does. Weird. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that would be. The fabulous Bullcraft Amusement Park experience with acres of fun for everyone. Ride the all-new giant Skywheel, the exciting bumper car ride, the go-kart tilt-a-whirl kiddie rides, a fun-filled day for everyone and close to home so you save gas. Bullcraft Amusement Park, Route 22 at Scotch Plains, open tonight till 11. Experience the experience today. Plenty of free parking and free admission at Bullcraft. <laughs> Bowcraft. Bowcraft. I love a couple things about that sort of amusement park. Mm-hmm. It is just like take out of a box. Oh, yeah. Like it is like. Pop it on the ground. Pop it out. You got a scrambler. You got the bumper cars. You got the go boats. You got the you got the little train. Got everything. Number two, there was a shot and it was very close to the beginning and it was a Humpty Dumpty man. Yeah. He looks like a scamp. He does. I love when theme parks have... Um, What's it called? They have uh, 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 characters they don't have to license. Yeah. Because they're from fairy tales. That is very good. Legally distinct from, right? (laughs) I learned about this commercial. Yeah. From a podcast that you enjoy. Really? Yep. From Podcast The Ride? Yeah. Oh. They did an episode of Bowcraft. They had a uh, comedian on who used to work at Bowcraft in the summers talking about how he vindictively let a teen ride on a ride for too long. (laughs) Oh, I think I did. <laughs> it's very good. It's deeply enjoyable. It's very, very good. That I would absolutely recommend it. <laughs> My favorite part of that story was when there was two parents who really wanted a kid to be on the scrambler, yeah. a very small child, and the baby almost fucking fell out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Amusement parks. There's no oversight. There's none. None. Absolutely. <laughs> Legally, there's Legally. none. If you have a local theme park you would like us to see an ad for, you can email us at creeps at gmail.com. Yeah, and thanks to uh, someone who has written in, thank you, Rob, we now know that the canonical pronunciation of Kofi is Kofi. Hey! And we have one, kofi.com slash ad creeps. Thank you. Oh, that was a good segue. Yes, Rob has also sent us a very excellent ad, which will be coming up in a future episode. Oh, excellent, excellent. We'll save it for our files. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I think that's it. That is it. Until next time, we are signing off.
But first, a word from my spouse. With that famous Bart Sampson quote, don't have a horse eat my shorts, guy. Man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>